Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let's Talk About Brand. I, of course, am your host, Christine Gritman. I'm coming at you every week on the Adweek Podcast Network, which you can find on your podcast listener of choice. Or every Friday, I bring you this video podcast on YouTube. Very excited about today's guest. Today's guest is actually somebody who I first interviewed as part of my job at Social Media Pulse because we needed to find experts on storytelling. And of course, when I think storytelling, one of the first names that comes to mind is Park Howell. His business is the business of story. And take a wild guess what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about your brand story, what your brand story is, how you can come up with your brand story, how you can convey your brand story, even just the importance of brand story. So without any further ado, let's bring on Park. Hello, Park. How are you today? Hi, Christine. It's so great to be back here with you. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes, 2023 is going to be a great year. I've decided that my brand story is is going to be changing a little bit this year, actually. Oh, maybe we can work on that on today's show. Ah, there you go. Maybe we can. And, and you've got a course also, which we'll talk about later. So I'll definitely have to check that out, too. All right. So first, let's just let's just kick things off by talking about story. How do you define story as someone who has made story your own story? How do you find, define story? I'm going to take Kurt Vonnegut, the favorite or famous American author's definition of story. And he says, a man gets in a hole, a man gets out of a hole. Now, it doesn't have to be about a man, doesn't have to be about a hole, but people love that story. <laughs> so that's my way of saying Storytelling is about conflict and helping your audience live vicariously through a central character who is looking for a solution to a problem. And in order to find that solution, they typically have to go through hell and just keep going to get there because that's where we have most of our learning go, you know, takes place is in those difficult times in life or in conflict. So I think that's the simplest way to really define what a story is. Setup, problem, resolution. Or another way to think about the three forces of story are agreement, meaning we agree that this is the setting for the story and here's what our hero wants. But then you got complication or contradiction, but they don't have it because of this major problem in their life that you as the brand are going to help them overcome. And that is our final statement of consequence, agreement, contradiction, consequence. And that's kind of how I talk about story. Man gets in a hole, man gets out, doesn't have to be about a man, doesn't have to be about a whole, but it's about the conflict that we all, you know, experience in life. Now, I imagine for the most part, when you're talking about business stories, the man is the client and the whole is their pain point. But when we're talking about brand story, 
brand is ourselves. Are 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 we the man? Is the is the customer still the man? How do we how do we take that business storytelling sort of framework and apply it to our brand story as opposed to something we're specifically trying to sell? Or or is there a difference? Maybe yeah. there isn't. That's a great question. You know, if you are working on your own personal brand, Christine, you're obviously trying to sell something. Now, it may not be a product or a service, but it certainly is getting your audiences to buy into your way of thinking, maybe your way of doing, your vision, your mission, whatever that is. So when we are telling stories, we are typically trying to get our audience to buy into something that we are trying to sell them. (laughs) I really like, by the way, I need to point out something you said in there. You didn't say to buy something. You said to buy into Absolutely. That my ears perked up right there and we're talking about brand. All right. I I actually want to go down that path for a minute. Buy in. Let's do it. Go for it. So, yeah, to your point, when you're thinking about selling something or getting someone to buy something, it's typically commoditized thinking meaning I probably have to have the best price point, which, of course, erodes my margin. I'm thinking like a commodity out there, which is kind of actually scarcity thinking on your part because you're like, oh, man, I got I to gotta remove as much of this cost as possible to get people to buy it. But when you're trying to get someone to buy into something, that in is so important because they're buying into the emotion, they're buying into the ethos or maybe even the best way to say it, the beliefs and values that your product or service, your vision or mission represent in their life as well as yours. So when you are creating a brand story or over an overarching brand narrative, I like to think what Jeff Bezos says about a brand. He describes a brand and he says it's a brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. I want to change that just a little bit. I think a brand is the stories people tell themselves about you when you're not in the room. And if you don't control that narrative, if you don't control that brand's story from their perspective, then they are going to make up a story about you. And it's probably not the story that you want them thinking relative to who you are, what you stand for, and how you are different and therefore better than the competition out there. That's a really good point, because if you don't tell the story, then one of two things happens. Either there isn't a story, you're not in their heads, in which case you don't really have a brand, at least not insofar as those people are concerned, or the stories, I mean, on some level, the stories that they tell about you in their own heads are going to be influenced by them, by their own perceptions, their own beliefs, their own, their own, um, you know, perspective. But the more that you can tell the story, the the more you can sort of mitigate that a little bit. So what type of stories are we talking here? Like, how can we put a story in the head of someone who hasn't really had an experience with our brand yet? Well, it's interesting you, you bring that up. And I will then point to the very first book I wrote. And it's kind of a textbook on this whole thing called Brand Bewitchery. And it, it focuses on my 10-step story cycle system, which is a process that is absolutely inspired by Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey. Joseph Campbell being, uh, Campbell being America's foremost mythologist, the, the hero's journey being that 12 to 17-step monomyth that he found pervasive in all the great stories that we've told ourselves from the very beginning of time. So with the story cycle system, I look at it as an expanding spiral. Every time you tell a story, you are getting more engagement. 
So that first story you tell may well be an origin story, a values-driven story. Why is it you do what you do, you know, as Simon Sinek would say? Because you are in that first level. And to me, I even think of the customer funnel as kind of three acts. Act one is brand awareness. They just never even knew about you. So they're just learning about you for the very first time. What story do you tell them to set the stage? They, in, in essence, are in act one with your, your uh, brand to get them involved. Act two, then, is the next revolution of the story cycle system, which expands because now you're expanding customer engagement. And this is called brand adoption. By brand adoption, I mean they are inviting you into their life one way, shape, or form. Now, maybe you're giving them a freebie through a landing page or a website or whatever, and they are tasting, they're test driving your brand. That to me is brand adoption because now they are actually a part of your story. And of course, your job is to make sure that then you move them up to act three, and that's a brand appreciation, meaning they are coming back for more, they're buying from you regularly, and maybe most importantly, they are now sharing your brand story and narrative with their world. So you are benefiting and growing from the most powerful form of advertising there is, and that is free word of mouth marketing. So brand storytelling, when you follow the 10-step story cycle system, as I outlined in my book, Brand Bewitchery, helps you grow that customer engagement and helps your stories scale through those that are actually experiencing your stories and now are propagating it for you. Now, I'm especially intrigued by how we take control of brand story at those beginning stages in Act One. As a storyteller, you certainly know that it's much better to show than to tell. You don't want it to be just a whole bunch of exposition, like, here's who we are, here's everything about us, you know, words, words, words. So how do you kind of balance that telling and showing when they're maybe kind of at the top of that funnel there? Like, they're not really part of the story yet. How do you really do it in a way that's going to draw them in as opposed to making them tune out? Well, that's a great question. And before we jump into what should be the content of those stories, I want you to think more about the story structure. And this is where my three-word framework, the and, but, therefore, or the ABT Agile Narrative Framework comes into play, Christine. So what you have to first really understand from your brand position, be it your personal brand or your professional brand for your organization, is what problem do you solve and for who? Or is it whom? For who? <laughs> I want it to be a singular. I want you to identify one core audience, that audience that um, makes up 80% of your sales. Who are they? And what is it that they want out of life relative to your offering? But why don't they have it? That's the problem you are going to solve for. Therefore, how are you uniquely equipped to help them get it? And but therefore, ABT, a statement of agreement, statement of contradiction, statement of consequence. And Christine, the reason why that works is it works on our subconscious limbic brain, which is a pattern-seeking, cause-and-effect, decision-making brain. And when we serve it up information, the, the form using the three forces of story from the ABT, is when then, as I like to say, is you hack through the noise out there and hook into the hearts of your audiences, that emotional appeal where all their real buying decisions are being made. So that's the first thing. 
is you have to understand who you are selling to, what is the main problem you are going to be solving for them, and then how are you there to solve it. Once you get that understanding down, then the stories start flowing naturally because all you're going to do is show them or illustrate that problem and how you can help them overcome it. Well, what if you're what if you're kind of at the beginning and you're still figuring out who you serve? Like, let's say, I think a lot of people sort of come at it at the beginning from what they want to sell or what they want to be doing. Maybe it yeah. takes them a second to get into that, okay, but where's the market for this? Yeah. You know, if we're telling the story of the man and the man is our client... You know, how do we know who that man even is or what his story is? How do we get their stories so we can put that into our and but therefore story? Well, of course, research, research, research. You're going to ask yourself, all right, who is my number one audience? You're going to make some assumptions there. And you may not be correct with those assumptions, but that's okay because that is a step forward. So you go and say, for instance, I want to appeal to chief marketing officers at tech companies that are growing and are between 5 million and 50 million. That's who I want to talk to. Well, then you go talk to them. So you go and interview them. What is the main problem that you and your product or service are going to help them overcome? And do they even see this as a problem? Is it really a problem in their life? Or have you just fallen in love with your solution before you really identify what problem it fixed. We all do that, by the way, Christine. You know, We get so enamored with our work. I did that with uh, the 10-step story cycle system because as an agency owner, I used it. I helped clients go through it. One of our clients grew by 600% using it. And I was so enamored by it, I thought, well, I'll just teach everyone how to use it and they can do it on their own, only to find out that they couldn't do it on their own that they needed a guide to help take them through it. That's where then I landed on the end, but therefore the ABT through all of my research. And again, coming from the brand world, I've been at this for 35 plus years. I wish I had found the ABT in the third grade. I mean, it is that powerful. So I, after a couple of years of struggling, trying to sell the solution of the story cycle system, um, I realized that we needed to start on an even more primal basal level with the and, but therefore those three words. So I had to adjust. And now my um, business is absolutely booming because I begin there and I level people up from that to the five primal elements of a short story for big impact to the 10 step story cycle system. But I only learned what, how I wasn't being as efficient or growing as much as I could by doing it by being out there, by trying it and failing, talking to people and realizing then that, oh, my whole journey that I'm going to take them through has to begin with the and but therefore. And now I'm hired almost exclusively to teach the and but therefore within a handful of them moving on to uh, the 10-step story cycle system. That's my way of telling your viewers out there and your listeners out there that if you really think that you've got something special to offer the world, and I'm sure you do, I want you to now go and do the heavy lifting of trying to understand what is the singular problem you are solving for and for whom. And the only way you're going to find out that for whom is to go out and talk to lots of people, reveal your solution to them, get their input on it, and that is what's going to help then start refining your story and how you tell it. 
Now I want to get a little bit meta here. You mentioned how you came up with your system. You knew it would help people because it had helped you and it helped your clients and you put it out there and they weren't able to action it on their own. There was a but there. You had to discover the but. <laughs> what was the but? What do people struggle with when they're, uh, they're crystallizing their brand story? What's the but? Their but. All right. I'm going to thank you for setting that up. You have an important brand story to tell, and it's important to be heard so that you can grow lifelong customers. But it's not being heard because it's confusing. Therefore, use the story cycle system to bring clarity to your story, amplify your impact, and ultimately simplify your life. Having said that, there's an and but therefore that quickly explains how to use or why to use the 10 step story cycle system. But what I learned is it takes me or it takes a guide for the most part to help people through it. So the but was it was too complicated. And Christine, I found the majority of my business was not in branding. People were like, I want to use these story structures for sales, for marketing, for making my website way more powerful and engaging. I want to use it in my email writing. I want to use it across the board. So I found a very small niche of my clientele is actually interested in branding. A much, much, much larger world for me are these sales leaders, these marketing leaders, these business leaders that want to do a better job of communicating and connecting. So that's where I went with this major pivot from being focused solely on branding to showing regular folks out there that aren't in the branding world, how to use these frameworks to help their stories and their messages land right the first time in the most persuasive and influential way they can. Now, to your point, the but often tends to be that we make it too complicated. You know, we're telling mm. a story that is garbled, that is unclear. It maybe doesn't have that one central character that people can see themselves in. But I mean, a lot of times when people are getting started, they fear that. They fear that niching down. They fear telling only one story to one person because they feel like they're, they're kind of hedging their bets by telling a few stories to a few people, which, of course, makes all of them weaker. So how can someone who's maybe suffering from that, saying, saying well, I could serve yeah. this person or this person or this person by doing that or that or that, how can they figure out which one to really go in on if they're if they're suffering from that indecision? Well, the number one, the first book I'd have them read, Christine, is The One Thing. I don't know if you've ever read that, but it's just a fabulous book that is about productivity, but it really underscores this thing about what do you stand for? What's the one thing that really makes you stand out? So I use the and but therefore all of the time to help me and my customers get totally focused in who they're talking to. So I'll begin and I'll say, Christine, in fact, why don't we try this real quick? Can we try this on you? Let's do it. Because you said you're redoing your brand story, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely at a pivot point in 2023. Oh. So let's do this. Bring it on. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Give us a backstory. Um, where, what is your brand about? How did it get started? Why did you start it? Give us your origin story for where you are now. All right. It, it has had a lot of evolution. Um, my, my personal brand really started when I was a journalist. I was a local journalist and I just wanted to get people's stories out there. I knew there were people in our community doing great things. There were awesome new businesses and I just wanted to shine a big shiny light on this awesome stuff other people were doing and they didn't know how to shine that light on themselves. Um, I realized over time that I tend to attract that light. People tended to pay attention to what I was doing. I developed a following on social media. So that made me that much more inclined towards saying, let me leverage this instead of fighting it. Let me leverage it to redirect that light. Like, hey, you're looking at me. Well, let me show you this awesome thing. So that worked as a journalist. Um, After a time... People started realizing that I had a knack for social media. I had a knack for personal branding, which I did not know was personal branding at that time. Got promoted to a position helping my colleagues in the newsroom do that. Eventually, I left and started Christine Gritman Inc. to directly help small local businesses. It started doing social media for small local businesses. It moved to teaching small local businesses how to do it better for themselves. It then moved towards helping professionals, including fellow social media strategists, how to market themselves, how to put their own personal brand forward in a bigger, bolder way, instead of staying behind the scenes and only doing it for their clients. Because, of course, the cobbler's children have no shoes. Uh, that, That shift towards personal branding happened because people started really noticing, or I started noticing that people were noticing that my personal brand was the thing. And they were like, you should, you should teach that. You know, that's that's what you're best at. You should do that. People need it. And so what I'm shifting towards now is I'm hoping to bring that to companies because we're reaching a point where the old school way of thinking of you don't want your employees having personal brands because then they could leave you is giving away towards companies now realizing, oh, there are thought leaders in their industry. There always will be. What if our executives are the thought leaders in the industry? What if our company has these these smart people? What if we rock out, we're the company that knows what we're talking about because look at these people we have and, and putting them forward. So that's what I'm moving towards now. What I'm moving towards now is um, that it is beneficial for companies to develop their own thought leaders internally. And so helping them figure out how to do that. So your background then as a journalist, and as you said, you shine the light on things, and you go, hey, this is working pretty good. Let me shine yeah. the light on small businesses. Hey, this is working pretty good. Let me show you how to shine the light on you through social media. Now you are expanding your brand, and is your brand Christine Gritman? Is there another name to it, or is it just it's you? It's me. Okay. And now you are taking everything you've learned how to do this into larger companies and say, let's build out the personal slash professional brands of those individuals that are key to your success so that you can build more thought leadership in an industry and therefore then benefit from that as a brand saying, oh, they must be a go-to because they have two or three of these thought leaders in this one particular area. 
is what yeah. you're saying. Mm -hmm. So when you were talking about revamping your brand story, what were you thinking? Where was your head going? You mean the transition I'm about to be yeah, kind of making like happen? Yeah, why you're going to rebrand it? Is it going to be like a whole new website redo, retelling of your story in a different way? I mean, what did you have in mind in your rebrand? Yeah, I mean, it's going to it's gonna focus more on me as a speaker, really. And a big part of that is, um, I mean, part of it is that I'm ready to step up and do the work with people who are going to do the work. Because mm -hmm. a, a lot of times I've had a lot of experiences where, where people have hired me and then not done what I've taught them to do. And it's very discouraging for everyone because they paid money they didn't necessarily really have and then didn't get the full value out of it. So I'm looking forward to to kind of seeing it actually work on a bigger scale. But another part of it is that I do have a full-time job. I'm the senior editor of Social Media Pulse. And so I wanted to be able to do something with my own brand and my own work that I could do in less time as well. Mm -hmm. Instead of working with clients one-on-one -on, -one, um, on, a, on a very regular basis in a way that was kind of limited in scalability, this will allow me to put fewer hours to doing something that's actually going to have more impact. Okay. Totally makes sense. And uh, fewer hours, more impact in an already slammed life. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so now we're, this is where the ABT comes in. I'm going to ask you then, and you have the benefit of already being in business yourself, so you're not like a startup, but it's the same questions a startup would be should be asking mm -hmm. themselves anyways. So you said two things to me I thought was interesting. You're going to help build out these personal brands inside for thought leadership and companies, and you want to be a speaker. Now, yes. they, can, they can go hand in hand. They will. But what I want to know is in your new brand, who is your number one audience? Is it the people that are going to hire you to come in and work inside their organizations? Or is your number one audience people putting on opportunities for you to speak at? It's going to be people. It's interesting because first, at the beginning of this, I'm focusing on people who give me opportunities for places to speak at where I will be in front of people who will then bring me in to talk to their companies about this. That's what I want. That's what you want. Okay, how would you identify that particular audience that you need to talk to? It's it's an event producer of sorts, right? That's the category. Yeah, that's that's the that's the first audience. But I want but the, my ultimate target, the people I really want to talk to, are the people who can bring me into the companies, the people who can bring They're me into the companies and have me speak to their people about why they need to be doing and what they need to be doing. So would that be HR? Would it be a CMO? Would it be a sales enablement? Would it be the CEO? Who would that be that you need to get in front of where they say, we need Christine in here now? That is a very good question. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I want you to think about. So let's say, let's say it's the chief, let's just, just for this exercise, mm -hmm. let's say it's the chief marketing officer. All Even right. Though that he or she may well be, you know, a couple steps down from the top. But you got to have a lieutenant inside that says, you know, we need to bring her in because it's going to help round out our marketing. I mean, this is why you're yeah. doing it, right? To build these influencers internally um, to marketing. So let's say it's a chief marketing officer. And what do they want out of having their um, C-suite be able to be influencers? What is it that yeah. they want relative to their personal slash professional life to make this happen? 
They want brand recognition. They, I mean, that's already what they're doing with, with marketing. They want their product, their company, their service to be known, trusted, respected, and, uh, Hopefully they also know that the best way to do that is through people and and relationships and being known and having their people be known is the best way to have the brand be known. They also want to attract better people. So that's going to help with um, uh, attracting and retaining top talent, right? Yeah. Generally, it's about the company reputation more than anything else. And and I'm looking down, folks, because I'm making notes here. (laughs) Is this CMO, do you have a size of company that they need to be working in that would make sense to bring you into? Is this a Fortune 500, Fortune 1000? Is it, are they doing 10 million a year? Plus, is there a particular industry that you would really like to go after? I'm definitely still in the research phase on that one, mm-hmm. but but I am looking big because I feel like bigger companies are more likely to invest in that sort of thing. They mm-hmm. sort of have have a larger operational structure oftentimes yeah. that allows for things like professional development. I've worked for, you know, a Fortune 100 company that had really great professional development resources, and I've worked for companies that have not had that. So really, right. the the level of company that Although there are smaller companies that also have professional development resources. So so really, I think that's more what I'm going for rather than company size. It's more about the operational structure that incorporates things like professional development, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And then I would ask you to quantify that even that much more if you yeah. could. And so I might say, all right, so you're really talking about a company doing on average $50 million a year in revenue and above and growing. And it could be 20 to 30 or 40, but let's just grab one of those. So you are a chief marketing officer of a $50 million enterprise, and you know if you can build the reputation around the brand through the thought leadership of your team, then you will have that you know 10 times growth um, experience you're looking for. Something like that. So mm-hmm. what we're doing, this is our and statement of agreement. You're going to name your audience. You are the chief, mar- and you're going to and you're going to use the pronoun you. Yeah. It's about you, your audience, not you, me, you, you. You know what yep. I'm saying? I'm telling <laughs> so, your story, CMO. I'm not telling Christine's story. I'm telling your story. Got exactly. it. Exactly. And it's just like you've got a big smile on your face, and you're sitting down <laughs> across from them, and you're saying, uh, look at Sally. You know, you are an incredible chief marketing officer of this company that has amazing potential for growth. And if you could just get your C-suite thought leaders involved in your marketing, then you could have the impact you seek without without additional budget. Yeah. Because you're not having to get, buy a bunch more ads. They're going to be putting that out there. But you're not having that impact right now because your all the brains in the C-suite are silent and they are not helping you develop your brand story. Therefore, Make those C-suite, your, your sweet C-suite colleagues, sought-after thought leaders in your industry to build trust and reputation around your brand by bringing me in to help you, you know, take you through my nine-step platform on personal brand building in the professional environment. Something yeah, they're like already that. smart. They're already experts. We just need to make them visible. You want to, yeah. So the, even that, that's... As you do these ABTs, now you start drilling down to even more specific. So I might even throw that in there too. 
you know, you are a dynamic CMO of a fast-growing company, and if you could just leverage the brilliance of your C-suite, then you will have an amazing impact on your brand, reputation, trust, building, and so forth. But you're not getting that benefit right now because your C-suite hasn't been taught how to build their own personal brand and share it with the world in you know, re relation to. Therefore, shine the light on their brilliance while building your brand through my proven program to do bam, ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum. So you can Love see it. that how it keeps evolving, right? Yes. And statement of agreement. You are really smart. And if you just did this, then this would be great. But you're not having this impact because of this major problem here. Therefore, imagine, picture what tomorrow's going to look like when you are shining the light. And I would use that shine the light because yes. that's kind of something that's come along with you. Yes. And the brilliance of your team through my proven program for personal and professional brand. I love it. You, yeah. you have the best people. You have brilliant people who are doing incredible things. But... Nobody knows how incredible your people are because all of that brilliance, it's great that it's being funneled towards your product, but nobody knows. <laughs> I love that. And what you it. just did there, Christine, yeah. is you took my longer, more convoluted ABT where they all start because you got to start getting your thoughts down on paper mm -hmm. and then you bring it back. You did what we call a conversational ABT that is very short, sweet to the point, but what you're doing is really highlighting that singular problem you're solving for. You have brilliant people. But nobody realizes, but nobody is is benefiting from their brilliance. Therefore, let's bring their brilliance to the world through my sense, you know. Um, in that case, then, your singular theme is around brilliance. How yeah. can I shine the light on the brilliance of your team? That's kind of pretty smart. That's, it could be kind of a fun little tagline thing to build off of. I could. I love it. Shining the light on the brilliance of your team. Ooh. So we're taking your old brand story and we're now advancing it, moving it forward into this new world of speaking and then working in the personal professional brand development inside companies, 50 billion and above. I love it. You you just did my marketing for the year. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the brilliance of the end, but therefore, and in fact, for your listeners and viewers, guess mm. what? Ooh, I've got goodies. a new book that came out just a few months ago with my good buddy, Dr. Randy Olson who is the guy that taught me about the and but therefore. I learned it from Randy in 2013. He's a Harvard PhD evolutionary biologist, turned USC school grad filmmaker, and he's written seven different books teaching scientists how to use the and but therefore and storytelling to communicate their big ideas. In the last decade, I've been working with Randy to continue to perfect the ABT, and I've translated everything he's learned into the business world. And so now I get the benefit of working with companies like Walmart Canada. We are training thousands of their people on story through the end, but therefore the five primal elements, the Home Depot, uh, Intel, Dell. I mean, I just have been having a blast with this. And it's great today, Christine, to be here with you to work on your brand story because I still do some of that stuff on the side, helping people just like you or companies really dial in what is that brand narrative um, and how do we tell it? Another bit of my business, too, is someone that already has a really solid brand story. I didn't help them with it. They show up with it. They said, we've got our ducks in a row. We just don't know how to tell it. What do we do next, Park? And so then I take them through again, the ABT, the five primal elements of a short story for big impact, and the 10-step story cycle system for long-form communications in this case. Not necessarily revising their brand narrative, but now how do you tell it 
in white papers and blog posts and in, in podcasts in sales presentations and that's really where you know my life has taken me from the branding world into now the overall business storytelling world using all of those talents and skills I've developed over the last three decades in branding. I love that you happened to mention Walmart because that's part of the grain of, of what I'm moving towards now because I've also done presentations for Walmart. I got on Zoom with, with thousands of their employees all over the United States to talk about how to shine a light on their people, how to use their social media to shine a light on their people and their communities, which has been a big focus for them. We could have a whole other show about Walmart, my goodness. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but I love that. Ah, just had to say that. That's, that's synergy right there. Our <laughs> All right. So this has been an incredible conversation. My goodness. And I got a consultation out of it. That's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so, so tell the good folks at home where they can find you, why they should find you and what they will find there. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, the why came out of this uh, interview with Christine. And thank you again for having me here. Um, if you're interested in learning more about the end, but therefore the ABT and how you can use it to develop your brand story and your brand narrative, go to businessofstory.com forward slash ABT. And in there, you'll see the different programs that I offer that teaches you and trains you how to do that. In fact, I've got an online course. It's one hour, three 20-minute modules, by me video modules, walking you through the ABT. And now, since Christine was so nice to have me on your show, I am going to offer it to you with a 30% discount. So you, it, you, you just can't help but benefit from the investment you're going to make because you can use this ABT in all of your communications and especially building your brand story. So what I want you to do is in this case, go to businessofstory.com forward slash L-T-A-B. Let's talk about brands. Businessofstory.com forward slash L-T-A-B. Go there. There'll be a link for you and a passcode so you can go in, start taking the ABTs of Agile Communications, save 30% on it. And of course, while you're there, you can even download a free copy of the Narrative Gym for Business. That will be your little 75-page guide that'll help you craft and tell more compelling stories using the and but therefore. Oh my goodness. I love it. Thank you so much, Park, for being here today and for bringing so much value. Um, I love that you gave us something that anyone can use right away to clarify their brand story right now. Absolutely. And here's the last thing, Christine. Mm -hmm. When people go through the course, they will be writing their ABTs as they go through. It's a very hands-on, doable thing. And I invite them to email me their first ABTs, mm -hmm. and I will give them coaching via email on Here's where it's working. Here's where it could be stronger. Here's what to think about. So they'll get free uh, added value inside coaching for me to when they share with me their ABT. Well, you know, I'm going to be doing that. So prepare to hear from me, Park. <laughs> I want to hear how your ABT comes together now that you and I kind of work through it a little bit. You, you will. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you. And happy 2023, Christine. Amen. And thank you for being here today as well. Whether you joined us today on the Adweek Podcast Network, if you did, please be sure to subscribe to Let's Talk About Brand and leave a review if you've enjoyed it. Or if you've joined us on YouTube for the video podcast, thanks for joining us here as well. And again, be sure to subscribe. Thanks so much. And I'll see you next week when I'm back with another very smart guest expert talking about an element of branding. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Let's Talk About Brand, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Christine Gritman, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Christine Gritman. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.